become misfortune. <laughs> I'm watching you. Hey guys, welcome to episode 29 of Macabre Misfortunes. That sounded wow. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Are you on pain medicine? I don't know. I think I've got some I, of that res- that heart die residual still in my gut. <laughs> All right, Tracy. So there's a few sport venues that are really well-known in the country. Think about Madison Square Garden and a couple of places like that, Dodger Stadium. Rupp Arena. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. <laughs> Wrigley Field. Anyways, not very many are as well-known as the Louisiana Superdome. Well, technically, it's the Caesars Superdome now. Oh, so, when they changed their name. Um, A couple years back. It's been a couple of different things since then. Wow. I think the I think it was the Mercedes Superdome at one point, or maybe that's Atlanta. I think Atlanta, it's the Mercedes now. But anyways, it's the Caesars Superdome now. Construction started on this back on August 11th of 1971, and it actually opened August 3rd, 1975. So almost four years of construction. That's it, a long time. It costs what's big. Oh, okay. It cost $134 million to build. And of course, it's used for all kinds of events, concerts, and yes. I'm sure probably tractor pools. And <laughs> <laughs> but it's most well known as the home of the New Orleans Saints football team. The Saints were an expansion NFL team that started in 1967, and they played their first eight seasons at Tulane University's football stadium. Why are we talking about any of this? Well, yeah, why are we? <laughs> because for years, the Superdome has thought to be cursed. Nice. A little something-something. Yeah. So one of the reasons is because the Saints were one of the losingest franchises in all of American sports history. Oh, well, that's terrible to have that title. I remember back in the day, people, and in, in, this was even way after I was into football, so we're talking the 80s, because... So you figure the Saints have been around for 67 years, mm-hmm. or since 1967, I should say. And then in the early 80s, they were still losing their ass off. Oh, my gosh. So, but people would come to the games, and they would wear paper bags over their heads. Stop that, it. That was the first team. They've done it at other teams since. I've seen the Bengals do it and what? some of the Why? others. Why is that? Why do they do that? Like being ashamed. So they had <gasps> paper bags with the eyes. Their nickname back then was the Aints. Well, no wonder they didn't win no games. They didn't have nobody behind them. In fact, they had 20 consecutive years with a losing record. Not even a break-even record. Hmm. Losing record 20 years. You know who their most famous player was back then? No. Archie Manning. Peyton and Eli's father. Well. He, He played for Ole Miss. Yeah. And he was like their top draft pick. Out of college, but even he couldn't get them. He couldn't bring them through, huh? No, they they had nothing. They had no players. Well, that's so terrible. 
Anyways, they got their first playoff berth in 1987. So I had just graduated high school the year before when they finally got their first playoff berth. But they didn't get their first playoff win until 2000. Well, I can't even imagine how they acted. They probably all just stood around and looked at each other like, wait, what? And I think back then. What are we supposed to do? I don't know what this is. In 2000, I want to say when they got their first, and I didn't look this up, so I could be wrong. I want to say Bobby Bear was their quarterback when they got their first playoff win. But I could be wrong on that. Well, you know what? I think the winners from just, for just to, you know, keep on trying, keep on going on. And of course, they ended up eventually winning the Super Bowl and stuff with Drew Brees. Unfortunately, they beat my Colts mm-hmm. to win that Super Bowl. Well, that's okay. So, they anyways. deserve it. There was more about the playoffs losing all that stuff that we'll get into here in a little bit later. But let's go back to 1822. That's the year that the Gerard Street Cemetery was opened. It was the city's first non-Catholic burial ground. It was Protestant, matter of fact. Over the years, this became the final resting place for some of the wealthiest and some of the most elite of New Orleans. But there were also plenty of interred people there that weren't quite of that social status. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like the word interred. That is stupid. That's a stupid word. <laughs> it's, Go ahead. Sorry. It's the word. I'm sure interred was probably the first word ever used. Well, which should have been the last time it was used <laughs> when it was first time used. So, anyways, a lot of people there, a lot of rich, a lot of poor, all buried there. In January of 1957, remember this opened in 1822. January of 1957, the grounds were deconsecrated. And over the course of the next couple of months, about four months, as a matter of fact, the remains were dug up and moved to other cemeteries. The white citizens were moved to Hope Mausoleum and the citizens of color were moved to the Providence Memorial Park. Now, you can probably guess where we're going with this next. Yeah, I can I can pretty much guess. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of the bodies were moved. There were 30,000 bodies that were buried, or should I say interred, in this cemetery lot. Good Lord, 30,000. So that's, that's, a, crazy. That's, that's a lot of bodies to relocate. It is a lot. So some, unfortunately, got left behind. When do you think that was discovered? Two years ago. <laughs> no, no. 1971, oh. when they broke ground for the Superdome. Oh. The project manager, a gentleman by the name of Jim McLean, said that Almost immediately, the backhoe started digging up human remains. Oh, my Lord. They initially thought that this might be the site of uh, some type of a crime scene. Maybe a serial killer had buried some bodies there or something. So they called in the police in the corner. That's when they found out that the location used to be the Gerard Cemetery. Then construction continued. Caskets of all different styles and time periods were dug up and dumped with the rest of the dirt that was dug up. Oh, come on now. With that being said, the actual Superdome is not built directly over top of the cemetery. How how can anybody with a conscience do that? What are you going to do with them? I don't know, but just It's not like there was one. There were 
hundreds probably, maybe even thousands. I just could not. Number one, it's disrespectful. Number two, I would feel like they would haunt my butt for the rest of my life. Well, the Southeast Parking Lot Garage in New or- at the and the New Orleans Center that's a shopping mall actually take up most of the area where the cemetery was. No way. The Superdome is actually directly over top of the uh, old Illinois Central Railroad Terminal. Mm-hmm. But it's still all right there on the in the vicinity. Yeah, yeah. So, but as you said, the treatment of the remains the people that were left behind at the cemetery are thought to have led to all the cursed talk. Well, I know this isn't probably the right thing to do, but couldn't they, like, no, no. No, go ahead. I was going to say, can they just kind of pile them up and cremate them I somehow? Would... Or at least, at least that you feel like they would... I, I, I think in some cases, I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure something was done. I don't think that they were just like thrown away. I'm sure something was done. But some of the bodies from the 1820s, 30s, 40s, I mean, they probably were put in wooden caskets and they probably wasn't anything left. Well, that's, for bones that's probably so, true. I don't know. Well, it's, it's, it's in New Orleans. What do you think they did initially to try to get rid of the curse? Oh, um. <laughs> yeah, you, the only other person in the room. I thought you were going to continue on. <laughs> so continue on. I don't, I'm not really sure what they Several were voodoo priests and priestess have been called in to bless the stadium and the saints. So here's something you don't hear often. At one point, we're moving on to something else now. Okay. At one point, it was said that over a hundred people died in that stadium. Really? From what? I'll tell you right after a quick break from our sponsor. A pretty well-known event that happened in 2005. That's when Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. Oh. So rumors of the Superdome had surfaced again about the curse after this happened. During the aftermath of Katrina, many people couldn't be uh, evacuated out of New Orleans. It was just too hard to get out. Therefore, the people who couldn't be evacuated were housed in the Superdome. This quickly became a place of drug use, sexual abuse, filth, suffering, and death. Drug what use. What a horrible thing. Drug use ran rampant, as did the violence human excrement began to accumulate. Many were suffering from heat exhaustion and lack of clean water. Like I said, at one point, it said that over 100 deaths were said to have happened at the Superdome. Officially, though, only six deaths were actually reported, four from natural causes, one from uh, an overdose, and one that was listed as suicide. Now, several other deaths happened in the vicinity out there in the area. Well, when you first said that, I was thinking you said 100 deaths. I thought, well, how many people can fall off a bleacher to their death? Or that's what I was thinking. You know, I wasn't thinking all that other stuff. Right. And that's what I said. That's why I said it's rare that you'd hear something. Now, there have been situations where you've had a bunch of deaths and injuries at stadiums where bleachers have collapsed. Well, that's very true. Especially at uh, soccer stadiums. All right. 
In the years since Katrina, the Superdome has been completely restored. But some say that the suffering of those that were forced to seek shelter there, only to find tragedy and pain instead, are now imprinted on the stadium as well as on the land surrounding the stadium. Since then, the structure has been blessed again by several different religious denominations, such as rabbis, priests, pastors, a Catholic nun, and several other voodoo priests and priestesses. Mm -hmm. So, how about that? That um, tugs at your heart a little bit. It does. It's really, it's really sad. And, you know, when people go to a place that's supposed to keep you safe after something terrible happens, and then it turns into all that that went on in there, I mean, you're kind of like, why? Why would you crap on the floor? Why would you, you know, why would you do those things in this place that's supposed to keep you safe? And well, you should be thankful for it. I don't know all the details, so I don't want to assume that it's people just crapping on the floors and stuff. I mean, they probably had no running water, so they probably couldn't really go to the bathrooms. I mean, it's not like, and, and the Superdome itself, it actually suffered some damage. I think they were having leaks and stuff inside. Yeah. And, and I know some of the some of the uh, roof was kind of just, you know, hurt. So I don't I think I think it might not be as obvious as what it sounds as Right. And it, and you're you're right. It's probably a lot of those things. I just feel so sad for those people that you're like, you know, thank goodness I found a safe place to I can at least stay dry or stay whatever. And and let's be honest, New Orleans is is a is a big city. And they have, there was a lot of people that couldn't get out from, yeah. you know, the the harder parts of town. I mean, there, mm-hmm. were, there was a lot of drug use, uh, drug use and violence and stuff. Yeah. So those people kind of got thrown in there right, right. with the other people. So, I mean, right. you, you had some bad eggs in there with some good eggs and the bad eggs are going to keep being bad eggs. And that's, that's, a, that's a shame. That's a shame. And I'm, sad, I'm just really sad that that happened. All right. Are you ready for your fun fact? Yeah, yeah. It also involves the Superdome. On February 3rd, 2013, Super Bowl 47 between San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens were held at the Superdome. All right, here's the fun part. In the third quarter of the game, a freak power surge knocked out all of the power to the stadium and everyone was in complete darkness because <laughs> it's inside. Yes. So when you lose all the lights oh my and you gosh. don't have windows and stuff... You're in the darkness. Ooh. The outage lasted 34 minutes. Oh, my gosh. They were out for 34 minutes? And about two hours after the game, an official statement said that the stadium sensing equipment detected an abnormality and it shut down as it was designed to do. What the heck is it? I don't know. (gasps) So, you tell me. I mean, that is pretty cool if that's what happened. I cannot imagine staying 34 minutes in the dark. Oh. Now, what year was this? 2013. Oh, so we had cell phones in. Didn't we not have cell phones? Don't. We didn't have cell phones in? (laughs) Yeah, of course we had cell phones. That was a year before we went to the Virgin Islands. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least I can say everybody can hold up their cell phone lights. And I think they were doing that. Because to keep in mind, this is nationally or worldwide televised televised yeah and it was right after a horrible halftime show i can't remember who the halftime show was so did they not did they finish the game then and who won yeah uh 49ers baltimore ravens oh 
And actually, it kind of screwed them because – it screwed the, the 49ers because they were actually, like, controlling most of that game. Then after that, oh, the Ravens yeah. kind of took control. Yeah, everything got all flustered up. So, anyways. Okay. That's interesting. I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep not knowing when cell phones were invented. <laughs> I just don't. <sighs> well, I know. We still love me. That's I think, all I got to I say. I think if you hear the year 2000s. I should go, safely. Yeah, because I had a cell phone back in 2001. Mm-hmm. So, I know anytime after 2000, I know most people had cell phones. All right. My bad. Just love me when I'm old. That's I all know. I got to say. I do love you now. Well, Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> You dog. All right, guys. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. (laughs)